Chapter 12 Finally, the Weekend The smell of bacon and pancakes wafted through a crack in the bedroom door, accompanied by the happy sounds of a Saturday morning. Paul and Lily were surely dancing around the kitchen while he made breakfast. Jess pulled the covers up over her head as a shriek of Lily's laughter found her ears. It was nearly midnight when she had arrived home last night. All the lights off except for the one above the front door and the one above the stove. Sneaking into her own home, she chose to forego the plate of leftovers in the fridge, too defeated to stomach any food. Anxiety threatened to overcome her again as she commuted home, thwarted only by her sheer exhaustion. Her mind still raced as she snuck into the ensuite bathroom to brush her teeth by the nightlight. Head hitting the pillow, her mind swam with regrets from countless other times when she let her family down. Having tossed and turned all night, getting little sleep, Jess dreaded facing her husband and daughter this morning. They had every right to be angry with her. She had been so confident that she would be there, that her days of missing soccer games and dance recitals were coming to an end. Maybe it was the juxtaposition of the successes she had experienced at work to this major failure at home. But she felt splattered, like a bug on a windshield. The pitter-patter of small feet approached, making her freeze. Mommy? came a tiny voice. Footsteps shuffled closer, and Lily tugged at the blankets, trying to pull them off her mother. Jess didn't stir. Only her hair peeked out above the covers. Waiting, holding her breath, she hated that she was hiding from her child. After a moment of silence where she felt her daughter's eyes boring into the pile of covers, Jess heard a groan. Lily was leaving. Why was she so grateful to be left alone? It's because you failed them yet again, said the voice in her head. Oh, shut up she thought back. Jess rolled over and fell into a restless slumber. Standing over her, Paul sighed as he glanced at the alarm clock on Jess's bedside table. She had woken up to him softly whispering in her ear. Come on, he said. It's time to start your day. I can't, she said, pushing the covers down to reveal her tired eyes. Paul wouldn't take no for an answer. He practically carried her down the stairs, plopping her at the kitchen table and placing a cup of coffee in front of her. Even when Jess was in the wrong, he was still there to support her when she was down. The clouds lazily parted as Jess took her first few sips of coffee. She finally noticed the first-place ribbon lying just to the left of her placemat. She blinked her stinging eyes at the blue and gold piece of fabric, bringing it closer to her face to examine it more closely. She was pretty disappointed last night, Paul said. Jess could feel him watching her. But she still insisted on putting it at your place so you would see it when you got home. I didn't see it last night, Jess said, waves of gratitude for her amazing daughter washing over her. I just came upstairs and collapsed. Paul got up from his seat, walking around Jess's chair to embrace her from behind. I know you're struggling, he said. It's okay. 
I don't know how you can forgive me, she answered. That's because you haven't forgiven yourself yet, Paul said, though Jess couldn't tell if she imagined a quiver in his voice. Paul's eyes were moist. Besides, I'm not the one you have to win over. Jess followed his finger as he pointed over her shoulder to the sliding glass door that led to their backyard. Standing with her hands on her hips and a frown on her face, clearly displeased with her mother, was Lily. When she saw her parents looking at her, she turned on her heel and stormed out of sight. It would have been comical if Jess wasn't so sad. Paul leaned down and planted a kiss on Jess's forehead. She felt herself covered in warts. Come join us outside when you're ready. He squeezed her shoulder before leaving to join Lily. Through her commiserating, Jess was struck by the thought that the three stages of a relationship also applied to the relationship she had with herself. Stuck as she was in the warts phase, she wondered how she could get past it and move towards self-acceptance. You are so close-minded with yourself, her inner voice said. I have to stop judging my actions as right or wrong and start accepting myself as I am, she replied. It's in the past. I can't change what's already happened. Look how much fun they're having while I'm sitting here wallowing in self-pity. Be grateful for the abundance of love in your life and stop taking them for granted. They love you unconditionally. Go show them you appreciate it. It's time to change the relationship you have with yourself to be more forgiving and less judgmental. She could see Paul chasing Lily around the yard, both of them laughing hysterically. You might be right, the voice said. I know I am, Jess replied. Shaking her head, she walked outside to join her family. The first thing she did was pick up her daughter to apologize. I'm sorry, darling, she said to Lily. I wanted so badly to be at your recital, but I got distracted at work. Mommy made a mistake. Can you forgive me? Lily considered her mother for a moment, scanning her eyes for sincerity. Okay, I forgive you, she said. I did really good, though. I came in first. I know you did. I saw your ribbon. Congratulations, Jess said, putting Lily back down. Jess was amazed at how quickly Lily had forgiven her and moved on. She could probably learn something from her daughter on this topic. Sitting on the edge of the staircase from the deck into the yard, she watched her husband and daughter toss a ball back and forth. She allowed herself a flicker of happiness. She was grateful that her family was so supportive and forgiving, even if it didn't solve her marine problem. Jessica was sure this wasn't the end of their budgeting issue. Monday would roll around, and they would have to manage the situation again, with hardly any new learnings about themselves, each other, or how to solve the problem. What was she going to do about her boss? Mom! Whack! Coffee spilled onto her hand as she was jolted from the impact. Lily had mistaken Jess's glossed-over glance as an invitation to throw her the ball. Paul laughed first, then Lily. Jess had no choice but to join in, enjoying a therapeutic release of pressure. As the weight lifted off her shoulders, 
Jessica remembered an exercise from a college improv class meant to practice being present. The class started by tossing around one ball, anyone able to throw it to anyone. As it became easy, the instructor would toss another ball into the crowd and then another. The purpose was to give up your agenda, to sacrifice your attachments, and to be present, acting and reacting in the moment, or you might get hit in the face. With that, Jessica sacrificed the past and the future, realizing it was a simple matter of a shift in belief. She was back to normal by lunch, asking Lily to recount the previous evening in as much detail as possible, actively listening to her daughter with the utmost joy. Even though a small part of her still felt guilty for missing the recital, she was happy not to have wasted the weekend being miserable. Thank you for coming back to us, Paul said, walking up to embrace her from behind as she washed the dishes later. We miss you. He was talking about more than just today. I miss you both too, Jess said, twisting around to face him, still locked in his arms. Things are going to get better, I promise. I can't quite explain how I know it yet, but they are. I believe you, Paul replied leaning in for a kiss. Lying in bed later that night, Jess rolled over to watch her husband sleep. If Paul and Lily could accept her despite her faults, she believed she could do the same with herself. Maybe her warts weren't so unforgivable after all. Belief Shift Leaders hold the belief that I can make a difference rather than It's just the way it is. This belief shifts their mindset and attitude, inspiring them to act and act differently. Courage, conviction, and vision help make that possible. Further, leaders don't limit this to themselves, but choose to believe that employees are people that want to do great work, and they don't really want to be told what to do.